Good morning, everybody. This is a first for me, so um, I'm very excited to be here. Um, at breakfast time this morning, Elijah said, so are you feeling all right? Are you feeling ready? And I'm like, well, you know, when I started writing, it kind of felt like it flowed. So I'm hoping it's a God thing. And then I hear Levi whisper, does that mean she doesn't know what she's talking about? <laughs> I was like, yes, son. Yes, son. That is exactly what that means. <laughs> But anyway, um, I'm excited to to be here talking to you this morning. Um, As you know, Elijah started the BLESS um, initiative last week. Um, B-L-E-S-S. Begin with prayer, listen, eat, share and serve. So this is the second part of that. Um, And as Elijah's already mentioned, we've been really encouraged to hear um, how people have been um, uh, praying for these five people and, and just the stories. And it's just really exciting to know that you know, as a church, we're having a massive impact over, you know, the Tees Valley, really, because, you know, we're fighting the corner of five extra people each, which is really, really exciting. Um, so I just want to encourage you, um, you know, it wasn't just for this week, but hopefully that we'll just continue to pray um, for those people as well and see amazing things happen. Um, so this week, I'm going to be talking about the second part of the series, L is for listen. Don't talk, just listen. Listen to those around us, to their struggles and their pain. Um, I want to begin with James chapter 1, verse 19 to 20. And it says, everyone, hold on, this is wobbly. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. So, how can we listen with a godly perspective in order that we, in order that we can be a true blessing to those around us? So I want to start from the beginning. I think it's about being in line with God and, you know, living that righteous life that he, you know, as we've just read that that's what he desires of us. Um, But how do we live a righteous life? What does that mean? You know, I know that I'm not perfect. Knowing I fail every single day to be the person that I know that Jesus wants me to be. But really, it's just about spending time with him, being in his presence. You know, the more we spend time with a person, the more we become like them. Um, So that is our kind of aim in life to spend more time with him become more like him but I know for me it's hard to do that I find it hard to you know be disciplined enough to set the time aside um, even though I know it's such a vital thing for each of us um, to be who we were created to be um, but I think sometimes we set up our own boundaries we sometimes think that um, you know we can't come to God all we see is our own failures all we see is our own you know, unworthiness or our own things that we just repeatedly do over and over again that we know are not what God wants. Um, But the amazing thing is that Jesus did it for us on the cross. You know, it's not about what we can do. Um, Jesus knew that we could never be right with God by ourselves. So he stepped in our place. Um, When we shy away from God because we feel that we aren't worthy, then we're doing ourselves and more importantly, Jesus, a disservice. We're almost rubbishing what he did for us on the cross. Um, which is, you know, it's, it's not what he wants for us. That he, he paid that price so that we can be right with him. It's not about what we can do. It's all about what he did. Um, a few weeks ago, we sang the song Reckless Love. I don't know if any of you remember. It talks about the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. The guy who wrote the song, Corey Asprey, wrote this. I'm just going to read this out. He wrote it on his Facebook page, just about the meaning of the song, what it means to him. He said this, when I use the phrase, the reckless love of God, I'm not saying that God himself is reckless. I am, however, saying that the way he loves is in many regards quite so. What I mean is this, he is utterly unconcerned with the consequences of his actions with regard to his own safety, comfort and well-being. His love isn't crafty or slick, it's not cunning or shrewd, 
In fact, all things considered, it's quite quite childlike, and I might even suggest sometimes downright ridiculous. His love bankrupted heaven for you. His love doesn't consider himself first. His love isn't selfish or self-serving. He doesn't wonder what he'll gain or lose by putting himself out there. He simply gives himself away on the off chance that one of us might look back at him and offer ourselves in return. I just think that's amazing. You know, it just shows the heartbeat of God and what he actually did for us um, and what that means for our lives. And in Mark 10:15, we read, I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will not enter it. And I know that I'm preaching the basic gospel here, but I just really felt that it was for someone this morning. And even for me, I need to remind, be reminded of this truth every day and what it means for our lives. Um, so the kingdom, of fat, uh, the kingdom of God, or the righteousness that we spoke about, must be received like a gift. It's not anything that can be achieved by our own efforts. It can only be entered into by those who know that they don't deserve it. I just think that just brings such freedom, doesn't it? Like, we don't have to do anything. That freedom is just there for us um, to walk into the, you know, a relationship with Jesus and to be, right, be made right with God because of what Jesus did. And um, last week, Elijah mentioned um, the Beatitudes. And um, there's one that always stands out to me. Matthew 5, verse 10. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It doesn't say blessed are those who are righteous. It says blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Jesus knows that we can't attain righteousness, but do we hunger and thirst for it in our lives? Are our hearts and minds seeking him in all things, his presence, his life, and his light? Are our lives based around him and his leading? You know, it's certainly a challenge for me um, just to be in line with what God wants to do. So, if we start from the mindset of living righteously and in step with God, knowing that God's grace and acceptance in our lives is a free gift, with the mindset of desiring to be right with God and seeking to be led by him, I think this puts us in good stead to listen with God's perspective in order to bless those around us. So what does this mean? We read that we are told to be quick to listen and slow to speak. So when we align ourselves with God, like we've just been talking about, then we'll be led by God and fully equipped by God to do just that. That's our hope, isn't it? That he will do the leading in us, that we, you know, it's not in our own vein. Um, so in this series, we're looking at really practical ways that we can reach and restore our community. You know, that's people in our world, as Leah said. People who, you know, we pass in the street every day, or our neighbours, or our friends and family, our colleagues. Um, and we've been praying intentionally for God to bless the people and places he has sent us to. And this coming week, the challenge is to listen to the struggles and the pain of the people where God has sent us. And just hope that that brings a blessing through, through Jesus working in their lives. I know that some people are really good at this already. Um, so, you know, if anyone's got any tips, then, you know, feel free to share afterwards. But um, if you're anything like me, you've lost a few, a few brain cells from having babies or too tired to put a coherent sentence together or maybe just feel a bit insecure and worry about, you know, I don't want to let that person open up to me because what if I don't say the right thing? What if I don't give the right advice? Um, you know, I just don't know um, if I'm going to do the right thing. Well, this is your get-out clause. You don't have to do any of that. That's not what Jesus is asking us to do in this verse. We don't need to be thinking of a clever reply or putting our own agenda together in our heads as someone is pouring out their hearts to us. God is telling us not to speak, just to listen. In Romans 12:15, we read, Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. 
these words sit in the middle of a paragraph all about how we should love each other. It's such a practical tool that God, God gives us to minister to people and show them we, that we love them and that God loves them and cares about their hurts and their pain. And in this chapter we read that we should be devoted to each other in brotherly love with sincere hearts and that God is directing us just to sympathize with each other, just to be there for each other. And sometimes we can just be in a place of tolerating people or we can be in a rush, have a million things on our minds that we just don't have the feel that we just don't have the time to just sit and listen to somebody. Um, but I think if, if we link it, you know, practically with the stuff that we talked about last week, with the praying for those five people, then our hope and belief is that God will orchestrate the situations where we have the opportunity to be led by God to listen to someone um, in order to bless them. So a few weeks ago, um, within the same week, there were three separate situations where... Um, three friends were able to share some of their pain and their their struggles with me and I really was truly moved in each situation Um, and I felt that you know God allow me to listen have compassion on them and um, it just reminded me of God's heart really how much more does God's heart break for those that are struggling you know that have got pain and uh, are going through some awful things in life you know how much more does his heart break for them and you know he just wants to use us in those situations to be a vessel for him to, you know, just be able to listen and to bless people in, in that and, you know, show compassion. You know, when, when we're moved, it just means so much to people that we understand the situation they're going through, that we're there for them. Um, you know, I didn't have to say anything in any of those situations or give any advice. I just had to listen and allow God to break my heart for what breaks is, like we just sang in the song. And I just think it's an amazing yet simple tool that God has given us to be able to bless those around us. So... Let's look at Jesus. After all, he is our aim. Jesus knew how to ask informative questions that allowed him to find out what was really important to people and allow people to explain things from their own level of understanding. Jesus took the time to show people how important they were to him by giving them his undivided attention. And that is all he's asking us to do. Jesus was always willing to put aside cultural expectations, negative feelings, hurts, misunderstandings, to really hear what people were saying. Um, This week in our Connect group, we did a little study on John 4 about the Samaritan woman at the well. So I just want to unpack this this story a little bit, and I think that it really relates to what we uh, um, learn about this morning. So the story goes like this. Jesus had sat down by a well on the edge of a village to rest. A Samaritan woman came by and Jesus asked her to give him a drink. She's clearly shocked and taken aback. There's lots of cultural tensions going on here. You know, if Jesus was an ordinary person, then he would not have been talking to her. There's lots of things, you know, she's a woman, Samaritan, etc. He just wouldn't have been talking to her. But as we know, Jesus is Jesus and he wanted to meet with this woman. Um, It was a known fact that a Jew would become ceremonially unclean if he used a drinking vessel handled, handled by a Samaritan woman. Samaritans were seen to be unclean, but Jesus was willing to overlook this deeply embedded culture, cultural value for the sake of reaching the one. There's the reckless love that we were talking about. You know, he didn't care about you know, what he should have done or what he shouldn't have done. He just loved her anyway, and he um, risked you know, looking like a you know, crazy person just to be able to reach her and speak into her life. So she asks, how can you ask me for a drink? He then flips it and says that if she only knew the gift of God and who he was, then she would be the one asking him for a drink. 
He goes on to say that whoever drinks the water that he gives will never be thirsty again and will become in him a spring of living water. So I just want to pause for a moment. What does this teach us? When we're faced with um, listening to someone, they don't need us. They don't need our good advice. They just need God's truth and God's power in their lives. It's only this that will truly make a difference to their situation. And, you know, we read that he's a spring in our lives that is constantly bubbling and readily available, available for us to gather water from. What an amazing resource for us, you know, that we can always come to him um, in these times of troubles. And what a reminder not to put our own opinions or agendas onto someone else. I suppose what I'm saying is, going back to what James says, you know, be slow to speak. When someone is sharing, don't say something just for the sake of it. Try to remain quiet and let God lead you in your words. You know, it's okay to say, I don't have the words, but let's just pray about this situation right now. Let's give it to God. So then the story continues. Jesus goes on to ask her to call her husband and then reveals that he knows that she has had five husbands and that the current man she's living with is not her husband. The woman instantly recognizes that Jesus is speaking the truth about her life. And she rushes back to the village and tells everyone that she has met a man who has told her everything about her life. I'd love to know how that conversation played out. How amazing. Um, She said to the villagers, could this be the Christ? The story goes on that um, many of the Samaritans believed in him because of her testimony. And then Jesus stayed with them for two more days and more of them believed. I just love that he just gave his time to them because he knew what impact it was going to have on their lives. I just think it's such an amazing encounter, um, such an exciting story to read about. And um, I just love how the story plays out. And it almost gives us a step-by-step of how to reach and bless a person and the wider impact that that can have. Um, So I've just got five steps. Um, So just bear with me. So number one, make yourself available or be intentional. You know, it wasn't an accident that Jesus was sat down at that well at that time. You know, I know, we know he's God, so he knew. <laughs> um, but we have access to that knowledge um, and that leading if we practice listening to God and being more in tune with his leading. Um, it's as simple as praying on the morning, Holy Spirit, please lead me and guide me and give me opportunities to bless a person today. Help me to be ready to sacrifice my time and agenda to sit and listen to somebody. It's just as simple as that, isn't it? And we just believe that God will work through that and, and present us with situations and, and lead us to the people that need, uh, need to um, have a blessing from God that day. Number two, don't be held back by hurts, misunderstandings, or negative feelings towards a person, or in this case, obviously, it's the cultural, cultural divides. Um, you know, even though it might be hard, Jesus' desire is for us to be at peace with everybody. And how sad would it be if our negative thoughts or inability to forgive a person would be what held us back from, you know, really being able to bless a person's life and show the Lord's love to them? Number three, give a person your undivided attention. You know, this shows the Father's heart that we love a person enough to sacrifice our time just to sit and listen to them, to give them our time. Number four, unlock the truth. Jesus knew about this woman's life, and when he spoke the words, she recognized that he was Christ because he told her everything that she had ever did. Um, As I mentioned earlier, we all have access to this gift of knowledge, you know, that Jesus is alive and active and he's speaking to us, and he wants to speak into people's lives. Um, It's kind of a... A whole other topic, I suppose. But if this is something that you really would like to grow in, um, then please come and speak to, to one of us, or the leadership team, and we'd love to pray with you about that, if you'd love to grow in that, in that gift of knowledge. And then the last one is testimony. Because of this woman's testimony, of what Jesus did for her in this encounter, many other people believed. No one can deny the truth of someone else's story. 
you never know the impact that being intentional and obedient to God with these simple steps might have in the lives of the people around you and beyond. So that's really what I wanted to share with you this morning. It went a lot quicker than I wanted it to. <laughs> but I know we're going to have some, um, some more practical stuff from you in a second, aren't we? Are you still going to do that? Let's just pray. Lord, we thank you that you love us with a reckless love, a love that makes no sense, a love that gives everything of you in return for absolutely nothing. We thank you that because of your love for us, we have the gift of being made right with you. And we thank you that that means that we can come to you, spend time with you, and be led by you. We thank you, Jesus, that you've been speaking to us and leading us even this week as we've been praying for the five people that you put on our hearts. We believe in the amazing power of prayer. And we thank you that you've been moving in ways that we don't even know. Lord, help us this week to continue to listen and be led by you. Help us, Lord, to put away our own agendas and lay aside our own busyness, to really sit and listen to someone in need, to show your love and compassion to them. And help us, Lord, to hear your voice and to speak truth into people's lives, for your sake and for your glory. Amen.